You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Last week, we did an awesome episode on the bench press setup. So I found it only fitting this week that we talk about the takeout phase. This is the most overlooked portion of the bench press, in my opinion. I rarely ever see information shared on the takeout phase of the bench press. How to unrack the weight, uh, how to unrack the weight if you're training solo, and then drag that bar into position, get the lats engaged doing so. You know, I rarely ever hear information shared on that topic. So that's what we're going to touch on today, guys, and I really think it's going to help you out tremendously, especially those of you train in commercial gyms the, who train solo, like I mentioned. Uh, you, know, you are really faced with a difficult prospect to getting that bar out that can really affect the course of your bench press. You know, low rack height, the lip to the rack, you know, all those things play an enormous role. And then being able to get that weight out yourself. So we're going to go through that today, guys. I'm super pumped to share this information with you because I know it's going to be extremely valuable and it's going to play off last week's episode tremendously because if you have a great setup but you don't have a good takeout phase, it's all going to unravel on you. So you need to put the two together to make a great bench press. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, I'm Coach Ben. Welcome. I'm a professional powerlifting coach and bench presser. I have an amassed an 820 pound bench press in my career and I have the fortunate pleasure of coaching lifters across the world through our online coaching program. If it's your first time listening, like I said, or you have been listening for quite some time now, thank you for that. Thank you for the constant support. I want to send you a free gift. Please email me, coachben at bigbenches.com. I'm going to send you our top 20 bench cues. It's a fully illustrated PDF, and I know it's going to help tremendously with your bench press technique. It's completely free, guys. Just shoot me an email. All right, let's get into today's episode. We are talking bench press takeout. Where to begin here? All right, where to begin? I want to start with the cueing that I use, spread, reach, row. And I think this is a great place to start on this topic. Uh, The importance of the takeout, like I mentioned, it's really about maintaining and keeping the positioning that you set during your setup phase. All right, so we have the setup phase. We talked about that last week, so check out last week's episode if you haven't listened to that already. That's a great place to start. Carrying off of that, now that we're in this great position, we're utilizing leg drive, our back is tight, we're only going to be able to screw it up. All right, we're already tight, we're good, we're ready to go. That portion of getting the weight out to where you're going to bench it, only bad things can happen. All right, so just keep that in mind. You're not going to further develop your tightness. You know, nothing's going to occur during this time but bad things. So we're trying to minimize that, and we're trying to make it as efficient as possible. Uh, and going into the spread reach row, that's a cueing I like to use for athletes on how to get that bar out. Uh, but first, I guess I should first touch on where you should be setting up on the bench press. And we kind of talked about that in the setup phase a little bit, but uh, you want to actually 
just set up to where that distance of you getting that bar out into your pressing position is as short as possible. And obviously you don't want to run the risk of actually hitting the uprights of the bench, but we need to be super close to minimize that distance. And I would argue that if you are training solo, you need to even skate that line even further. You really need to position yourself back. And typically this is going to result in your eyes under, uh, actually behind the bar when you're lying down on the bench. Not just under it, but actually behind. Your head will probably be maxed out on the bench pad. Okay, but if that's what it takes to minimize that distance of where that bar is traveling, then so be it. You know, because the last thing you want to do is you know, feel like you're jumping the Grand Canyon here. All right, getting that bar all the way out into a pressing position. I'm sure if you handed off anyone before and they're way down the bench, you know, I don't have long arms, guys. I'm handing off these lifters that are way down on the bench. Uh, you know, I don't, my arms don't even get out there, so you're on your own. But uh, that's going to be a very critical component where you're setting up on the bench itself. We want to maximize our position by setting up as far back as we can so that takeout distance is much shorter okay and to get into spread reach row with you the first thing you want to think about here in the takeout portion is setting a spread to the bar so as we touched on in the setup our back tightness should already be in place we should be bending the bar we should be spreading on the bar uh, using our back to do so getting tight with the bar this is before the weight's even traveling out all right, but when you're specifically talking weight traveling out phase, spread on the bar, just like a band pull apart. I need a lifter to set that tension. All right, set that tension of that spread on the bar so you get your tight there. Spread reach row. So reach would be you continuing to use your leg drive to drive your belly up to meet the bar as it's coming out. What I find a lot of times is lifters get very lax with their leg drive as that weight is coming out into position. That is not the time you want to get relaxed. Your hips are going to collapse into the pad, your belly's going to sink down, we're going to lose positioning, we're going to lose drive, uh, and we're not going to be able to set that weight into our lats as well. All right, typically if that occurs, it's going to end up pitting more of the weight directly loaded into our shoulders, which we do not want. So on that takeout portion, spread the bar, set the tightness, reach, actually try to reach your belly to the bar, use your legs to help do this. Um, the reaching aspect, you might hear the cue chest up, that gets your upper back activated. That gets your T-spine in, involved, extended position, okay? Uh, so when we think about that chest up cue or belly back, belly up, however you want to think about it, if you try thinking about that on the bench press lying down, you will see how much tension you develop in your upper back, your mid to upper back. Okay, very critical that we keep that in play. We use our leg drive to meet the bar. And then final piece of that spread reach row cueing sequence is to initiate the bench press like a row. And um, there's a few ways I want you to think about this. I want you to think of the row as in scapular retraction so it comes back to that analogy that i've used in, in numerous videos now if you're not subscribed to our youtube please give us a follow there uh big benches on youtube we posted a video on the scale analogy and what i was saying with this is say you take out 300 pounds 
right? It would be fair to say 300 pounds. If there's a scale underneath your shoulders, it's going to read 300 pounds. If we take body weight out of the equation, 300 pounds is loaded down to the bench. That would make sense. Now, I would tell you, hey, I want that scale to read 400 pounds. What would we have to do in order to have that happen? We'd have to put force down. So we're actually putting more force down into the pad. We take out 300 pounds, we want to put 400 pounds of force down into the pad. And that's going to happen via scapular retraction. So that pinch you're creating with your, with your scaps, um, that tuck, right? We're trying to actually pull our shoulder blades into the pad. So you can think of the row component of spread reach row as doing that. Because when you do that and you set that tension in your back correctly, when you go to descend with the weight, when you nail this technical aspect of the bench, it's going to feel like a one track stop right to that touch point all right it's gonna feel like you're on rails you know you're not you're not roaming around on your own you are stuck to rails okay you are just going to be in a direct path right to where that spot is okay uh you are not gonna have to think about where to touch the weight you aren't gonna think about you know what's happening is the bar is coming down it's gonna go right to that spot that's if you get a good pull with your back before you even try to descend with the weight okay if you do that properly it should feel that smooth it should feel like a direct beeline right to that spot you need to touch so that's what we're trying to accomplish with the row component. Plus, you also want to start the bench aggressively, especially if you're an equipped lifter. You actually do want to start aggressively, get a row, because that is going to help you push through the initial uh, resistance of the shirt and get that weight down there so you can start utilizing your technique. Um, so that's my cueing sequence with the takeout that's what i like to remind lifters of um so very important things how you're setting up or where you're setting up underneath the bench i should say uh, is going to be critical as in minimizing that distance think spread reach row as you're getting that weight out the important component to the takeout that often gets overlooked too is locking your arms out the first thing that we're trying to establish is a locked out arm position if we don't do that, we're going to put tension into our triceps. You know, it's going to be like taking the weight out to squat, but you never actually lock out. You're just kind of in a bent position. All right, that's no good. That's going to put tension into our quads. We're not active in our hips. Uh, we're not going to be able to touch into our lats if we don't lock our arms out. So that's a first order of business for any lifter. And I know many lifters keep their elbows too soft. Or especially equipped lifters we need to lock our elbows out first and foremost so then we can actually apply those principles of the the reach in the row that I talk about in that spread reach row sequencing right first thing you need to do is establish lockout all right and and how you want to think about doing this always the biggest thing that I'll, I'll say on the takeout here keep your armpits closed off I'll go up to lifters. If I'm coaching in person, I'll go up to lifters and I'll poke the armpit and, hey, close it off, close it off. Um, I cannot see a lifter's armpit when they are set up tight using their pinch and tuck of their back tightness. All right, I should not see armpits open because that means that you're letting your scaps glide out. You're trying to get your arms underneath the weight. You want your arms to stay 
locked, your scaps locked underneath the weight, right? Your elbows will be bent. And then you're relying on either creating a tricep extension out of the rack or having someone hand you off, lift you to lockout height, and then you're able to just lock underneath the weight and then let it settle, row it into the pad, okay? If you train alone, is handoffs pretty easy you have to have that communication of how you're going to call it out three two one whatever make sure you get your breath beforehand that's the critical component here uh you know that's pretty easy to coordinate with someone and it makes it very very easy um for you to execute a, a good takeout but when you're working alone you're training solo which is the case probably for many of you listening to this right now when you're training solo you want to make sure you're not lifting up with your shoulders and how we do this i always encourage a lifter bridge up make sure you touch down with your final setup position first but when you're in the process of getting that weight out bridge up lift those hips as high as you possibly can with the foot position that you already set in place lift those hips up try to create that decline bench type effect where you can lift your positioning up hips aren't on the pad right now but that's okay we need to create this positioning so that we can strictly just drag the bar out with our lats extend with our triceps think of it as a little tricep extension out of the rack because uh, the last thing we want to do is use our shoulders and when we're reaching behind us if we're set up too far down the, the pad if we're not lifting our hips it all contributes to us having to reach up to drag the weight out we want to make it so that that bar is pretty much as close to where we need to get it out as possible so that's why we bridge ourselves up we create that decline that weight's going to be positioned much better off the bat and then we're just going to drop our hips down so we're really just driving our rib cage up to the bar and then we're just locking our bench position in place and then popping it out of the rack dropping our hips down into place that's going to be critical to really maximize your potential when you are training solo okay so that's the main thing i wanted to touch on the unrack process for you that are training solo that's going to be huge make sure the rack height is a good rack height i'd always rather a lifter take the weight out from a lower position or get help doing that then have to really lift their shoulders up and out uh, I feel like if you can create that skull crusher type effect and safely get weight out versus having to go way up and over, I'd always favor that because um, going way up and over, you're never really going to get that good loading into your lats as well. Uh, and I don't want anyone to end up with a shoulder injury. That can easily happen when we don't load into our lats as well. So those are all critical components guys think spread reach row all right that's how i like to cue that takeout phase be aware of where you're setting up um, be aware of the height of the rack uh, where your where your bar is racked make sure that you just need a little elbow extension to reach that lockout no more no less all right that's gonna pitch in the perfect position very little can go wrong and then always take your breath before the weight starts moving. Lock that into place. 
All right, guys, that's what I have for you today. I truly appreciate you tuning in to the BenchCast. Hopefully this has been helpful, some of the technical aspects of the takeout phase. It's a great carryover from what we were talking about with the setup. So if you haven't heard that episode, please go back to last week. Check that out. And again, if you want to get more content from us, I would love for you to join our VIP group. You are going to receive exclusive video content. We touch on things such as the deadlift, the squat. Um, We cover programming aspects. You are going to receive free program templates. All of our program templates that are on our website are going to be free. You are going to receive coaching critiques. This is a great community of lifters, and I'd really love for you to be a part of it. So hopefully I'll see you there, bigbenches.com slash VIP membership. Until next week, I'm out.